You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 Kenny, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it. Like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans, as fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter at 11thegoat. Joining me tonight for episode 141, my co-host with the most, my dudes with the nudes, the OG Olive Garden Pam, Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox on the Twitter bird at the Knox says, good evening, and the man so wrong it's right on the Twitter bird at wrong Elijah, Elijah Arnold, welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me this evening. I don't think you have to thank me for having you anymore since you are a certified cemented co-host i know i just got in the habit of it uh <laughs> so you kept asking and i never stopped well i like the way your face the, looks well i just got the blue check mark on the joint practices podcast mm-hmm. all right we're gonna talk some coach hirings i guess you could say we're gonna talk about some teams that are gonna hire a coach they shouldn't we're probably gonna talk about the playoffs and deshaun watson so why not let's get right into her elijah arnold as I said, on the Twitter word, at Wrong Elijah, where you can tweet him and he will tweet back to you any time of the day, day or night, rain or shine. It's actually, if I randomly got a tweet, I would absolutely respond because I would be very confused. Steve ate your chocolate squirrel, so we'll start with you. Thank you. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, it's wild right now. Football is wild. Uh, the world seems pretty wild. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird year. And I know we said last year was a weird year, but this one's pretty weird, too. I mean, until football concludes, I still feel like we're still in last year, so still it's going to be kind of Still the year messy. of 2020. Correct. It was like when Joe Buck, uh, in the Buccaneers and Saints game, said, and it's 2020, and I was like, not again! <laughs> I literally said out loud, actually, it's 2021, Joe, get with the program. But... Joe Buck is a bone. I think the most, uh, most important part of that whole game, regardless of outcome score, was Troy Aikman uh, continuously saying he's got to shove it in there. He's just got to push the balls in. He's just got to push it in there. Just He's got to ram it in there. Okay, Troy, we get it. Innuendo. Move on. Happy 11th birthday, by the way. I always love the, how uh, guys that commentate always love to use the word penetrate, too. Ugh. Like the most overused <laughs> term in uh, color coordinating. If you look here, he got some great penetration. I think Found they should have to pause and, and then right it like it. that. They amazing. always find a way to make it slightly provocative, too. It's not like completely professional. Oh, and he penetrated through the hole. It's, oh, he penetrated through the hole. <laughs> Did you see the way he just hit it? He tore it up. It's like when that hole didn't walk right. 
Yeah, uh, back when they used to use. The I thought we were going to start with news, but we went a completely <laughs> different direction. Yeah. Back when they used to use the Telestrator a lot, John Madden would always draw dick and balls on the screen all the time. It was almost on purpose at that point. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do? Take him off TV? <laughs> all right, let's start with the Jets because they hired a coach, Robert Sala, former defensive coordinator from the San Francisco Forty ers I was surprised. I don't. I mean, I like him. He's a firecracker. I mean, I like him. I like him a lot. I, I was just surprised that he took the Jets job. I mean, it's not the most, the worst job, I should say, on the market. That resigns with the Eagles or the Texans, but Dude, I don't know. A... He's got pretty good draft picks. He's working with JoJo in the Douglas clan. Yeah, there was uh, a tweet that Adam Schefter posted, like, saying something about he talked to a league official or one league source connected to the Texans head coach situation said Saturday, it's gone from the least desirable head coaching job to the most undesirable head coaching job in the NFL. That's a fact. <laughs> That's how that job is looked at by everybody. End quote. Somebody who should Rough. not be a head coach is going to get a head coaching job because nobody with common sense is going to take this job. The Texans job, I should say. It's probably going to end up being Todd Bowles. Poor bastard. Todd, Todd, Todd. Todd I mean, it'll probably Todd. be a retread that we never thought would get another chance. And then Brian Billick. Know, you get head coach money, you, and you didn't think you had a shot at it. You'll, you know, you'll do whatever. People do That's stuff what for money. Bill Cowher's going to come out of retirement for. I mean, if no, we're talking no. about retreads no. that we thought would never get another opportunity, the Lions hired one in uh, what? What is he, tight ends coach for the Saints? Dan Campbell used to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, and that didn't go so hot, so I'm surprised. When he was in Miami, at least he got to wear the sunglasses and had the goatee and the buff and looks like PC Principal from South Park. Now, and I mean, you can't wear sunglasses in Detroit playing indoors. No, you, you could. Cannot. I forgot. About his stint in Miami because it was so short. Well, he was only an interim coach in Miami. He took over yeah. for whoever got fired. Was it Gase? Probably. Joe Philbin. Joe Philbin. Joey Phils. Good old Jobo. All right. Around the carousel we go because it sounded like the lead candidate for a while for the Eagles job was the Rams defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. But in a surprise move, he uh, is headed to the Chargers, which is weird <laughs> because all weekend, <laughs> all weekend they said how uh, Staley, I mean uh, Brian Daybolt of the ba- Bills was the favorite. They were just waiting for the Bills season to end, and then the Rams all of a sudden said, uh, the Chargers all of a sudden said, "Nope, we're going with a defensive head coach." Okay, interesting. I mean. Here's the other thing, too, is as difficult as it is sometimes to get the permission to interview these coaches that are on the teams that go to the conference championships or the Super Bowl, sometimes they're the most deserving and never get an opportunity because these teams just get super impatient. Because, hey, maybe you do interview that guy and you're like, yeah, it's not a fit. And now you've missed out on somebody who, you know, potentially could be the guy you really want. So... uh, I mean, I look at, like, Eric Bieniemy, and, I mean, the continuity in the Chiefs right now is, you know, at the top of the league, and it could stay that way again next year because that's the type of situation that they could fall in. 
guys don't, you know, the teams don't want to wait. GMs, you know, owners don't want to wait to you know, pick up that last guy and then not have another option if they don't like, you know, <laughs> they have a bad interview. But teams like the Vikings continually get picked apart and all of our pieces go flying out the door every every other season because uh, we're either out, you know, before the playoffs, you know, the first couple of rounds. Next stop on the carousel, Elijah has the blue horse with the pink reins landing in Atlanta. What do we got? I have the what? <laughs> Who's the coach of the Falcons? The new coach of the Falcons is Arthur Smith. I don't know if he likes horses or rain. But I also don't know what color those things are. But yeah, yeah. Talking about a carousel. I literally cannot. I literally cannot read your note. It's too confusing. <laughs> All right, let me start again. Yeah, man, Arthur Smith. He is the new head coach of the Hotline of Falcons. Um, something about horses and rain, and there's a apostrophe or something. Um, I said a ca- next stop on the carousel. Okay. Elijah is up on and down and around, and around. Circular. circular circular motion. <laughs> okay, so I understand now. I mean, I think getting the guy that <laughs> fixed Ryan Tannehill is great, and his propensity for carousels with unicorns, notwithstanding, uh, to me, this is one of the middle of the road hires, and I think maybe he'll do an okay job. He can't be worse than uh, Dan Quinn at you know finishing games out or. Well, I guess he could be, but that'd be pretty bad. Soup. And the Saints lose another uh, another guy. Terry Fontenot uh, was the director of college scouting, I think it was, or pro scouting, one of those things. Um, he's expected to sign as the GM for the Atlanta Falcons. GM. So. Now I get it. And, uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, tough to be a... Tough to be a team that doesn't make it to the conference championships and everybody starts taking all your stuff. It sounds like you sh- it's hard out here for a pimp, is what I'm hearing. I don't know Terry personally, but I'm sure he could have been big pimping in, what, N-O-L-A? <laughs> uh, and if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> Let's move on. Hey, uh, Urban Meyer, who couldn't coach college football anymore for health reasons is now going to coach in the NFL. I... He, he has left three different jobs for health reasons. Whether oh, but it's... he's going to take the laid back job of a head NFL football coach. Right, exactly. And it's why I don't understand like how it's going to happen. He spent 17 <laughs> years coaching in college. All right. His, the worst record he ever had eight and five. All right. So first season as the Jags coach, if they go, I don't know, six and ten, how's that heart gonna take that? Like, you gotta be kidding me. I just I don't got understand a, this at all. I would have to assume that he's coming in there with the knowledge that he does not have to win this year. He's got two, three years at least. They have to have guaranteed him that because he's not coming putting his name out there like that. Because if he, if he fails here, he probably won't get another head coaching job. Oh, I mean, like ever. No, I mean he shouldn't have gone Not even one. at college. Urban Meyer. Wow, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard, Sean. You don't. You think if Urban Meyer gets fired year one, he won't get another college head coaching job? At his age? Nope. Because everybody's going with these would. young, Deion innovative guys. Deion Sanders just got a college head coaching job. There's 127 yeah, Division like 1. He's like 25 years. Oh, I mean, I could go get a They're job at... They're the same at age. Urban Meyer's 57. ITT Tech. 
I disagree with you strongly, and I don't know why I'm so mad about it. I will fight you with pool noodles. That's fine, but to say Urban Meyer, if he gets fired from the Jags, wouldn't get a... He- if Urban Meyer gets fired next year from the Jags and wanted to go back to college, he could walk into a top 10 program that, that had an opening. I don't know. Although most... Okay, let me rephrase. He could walk into any top 25 program with an opening, because if you're top 10, you probably don't have an opening. He, If Urban Meyer got fired from the Jags, he could go get, a, a, at worst, Texas, Tennessee, all of these different schools would hire him on the spot. Tennessee fired their coach today, so there you go. Maybe yeah. you're onto something. So you know what? Maybe we can wait a year. Well, maybe and watch if you Urban had Meyer inside knowledge, you could have given it to us before this and not made me look stupid. Hey, <laughs> Elijah Schefter, are you from Nashville? Because you're the only ten I see. Oh God, I'm good. Well, tenacity, T- Tennessee. No, Dug in but, the uh, to talk about Urban Meyer with the Jaguars. I agree he's probably got a, a some sort of I don't know, Leash. assurance that he'll be there for a little while because regardless of how good your rookie quarterback is, you don't usually win year one with your rookie quarterback, especially when you were so bad to start. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to go the way he hopes it's going to go, and it's going to be far more stressful for him than he could have ever imagined. I don't know why, but I just feel like Trevor Lawrence is not going to be the superstar everybody thinks he is. I don't know why, but I just get that feeling like he's going to come in and just be a guy. I mean, how many superstar quarterbacks are there? You think of college athletes like 11. in general. No, there's not 11 superstar quarterbacks. I mean, when you think like basketball... I could name them. Basketball and football like stars in college, and they, like, whenever they have all this hype built up around them... It's a very rare that it pans out. Greg Odin. Yeah, that was terrible. Not good. But then Not for good. every Greg Even Odin, ben you have Simmons. Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, there, I there mean, so much hype around Ben Simmons, and everybody wanted the Celtics to tank for Ben Simmons when he's coming out of college. And I don't know. To me, he's just another guy in the NBA right now. I watched him airball a three by a lot last night, and I was like, oh. Imagine being a team that trades up for a quarterback and takes Mitch Trubisky over... Mahomes and Watson. Yeah, that was real dumb. It was, in hindsight, very dumb. But I think sometimes teams are willing to take that chance that that next level guy is actually far more prepared than the guy who, you know, had played a handful of cupcake games every single year. And everybody was like, yeah, he's the best. Let's go ahead and grab this guy. And I just spoke of Deshaun Watson. He, he wants out. Do you think there's any, any way in hell that he ever plays another stat for the Houston Texans? No. I, so the NFL is tougher than some other sport. Like the NBA, if someone wants out, you just assume that they're going to leave. Just the players have all the power there. In the NFL, that usually hasn't been the case. You, I mean, there are some that, that it has happened on, but it's never been a franchise quarterback at his age, ever but don't even know where to start with possible compensation for like a Deshaun Watson because it would be so silly. Any team that would offer it up would be screwed in the draft for four years. Right. What you'd have to give up Easy is game. so outrageous that, that I don't understand how it, how it would Ready? work for any team that has run moderately well. Ready? But Ready then he's, he's real mad. So be <laughs> ready for it? Mad. Here it goes. Here is the answer. Deshaun Watson is going to get traded to the New York Jets. The New York Jets have the number two overall pick this year. Okay. They also have another first-round pick. Yep. In 2022, they have two first-round picks. Sure. And then you go ahead and throw in a 2023, because why the hell not? And uh, away we go. 
It's not really okay, trade a three harm or foul. Year? You improve greatly at the quarterback position from Sam that, Darnold, who you could off you have for a so second So many pick. other Easy. problems. I know they have plenty of other problems, but the most important part of your team is the quarterback. But if how you bring in Deshaun Watson? Yeah, how pissed is he going to be when he goes to the Jets, whose problem is they have no weapons and they have no offensive line? The same situation he was just in. They have to bring in some. I mean, I hope they have cap because they're going to. Seems like a good fit and an easy move for the Jets to make. I'm the Jets. I don't make that move. That's. I mean, Deshaun Watson's a superstar. He's really good, at least for what you said for compensation. Four. Was it? Wait, no, it was five firsts. Total? No, I said I said they have five firsts over the next three years, but if you send three of those, so one, the number two overall pick this year, yep. you get another first round next year, whichever one they decide they want, whether it's their own or the one that they traded. I don't even remember who they traded away to get that pick. but Seattle, Jamal Adams. Oh, yeah, that's it. And then, uh, um, you know, your 2023 first round pick. I had three first round picks and they want to throw in a player or whatever to appease friggin' ding dong Smith down there, then go ahead. Casario. Good old I just think it's, if, if somebody if there's gonna be a potential trade partner, the Jets are the team that can offer you the most by far without you know, the team really taking into consideration well, this could really set us, you know, behind the eight ball a lot moving forward. We want to hear the I ridiculous mean, one Philly sports media spent the week talking about. I'd love to hear it. Joe Giglio, he put this out on Twitter or on the radio, whatever he did, or both. He said, send this year's first, so six overall, next year's first, Carson Wentz and Miles Sanders to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. What problems does that solve? It's a hard sell for me. So you can't pick any young talent in the next two drafts, which is what the owner just lied to us all about that he needed to do the team needed to do so they're just going to give away all this capital plus they're very hotter than average running back miles sanders trying to put an apple in a blueberry hole here it's not working (laughs) oh my god are you picturing it Uh, an apple in a blueberry (laughs) i'm picturing lots of things yeah um i heard deshaun watson's going to the patriots for a second round pick so pretty cool. Thank you, and, uh, Mr. Nope, Jack nope. Easterby. Can't be the a second round pick. You have to complete. add a running back. They need mm-hmm. another running back. We ruin the Texans from inside. Jack Easterby will trade Deshaun Watson to the Patriots and then immediately come back to the Patriots. Yeah, another thing like to argue for the Jets, they have $70 million in cap space next year. So bringing in Deshaun's contract, is something that they would be able to do. But on top of that, currently, like they only have $90 million in cap liabilities in 2022, which leaves them almost $140 million in space. So a lot can be done to you know, build that team over the next few years to be a contender. I just think it makes too much sense. Mm. And you know what sucks, too, is for teams like the Eagles, you know, for teams like the Jets, teams picking high in the draft, there is not going to be a combine this year. It's just going to be the you perform at your team's pro day, your college's pro day. There will be virtual meetings and such, but the traditional underwear Olympics is uh, not happening, and that sucks because 
I kind of enjoy watching that every single year. Uh, Not today. Yeah, to me, it's like top three sporting events. Lingerie Bowl, Underwear Olympics, and Super Bowl. Puppy Bowl. Yeah, no in-person meetings either, too, so that's going to be kind of weird. Uncle A lot Stevens of times you hear Bowl. those nightmare reports about players just dropping because of their terrible meeting uh, performance. So that'll be interesting for teams when they can't get in the room with someone. I mean, it was a lot like this draft was kind of like very chalk because of everything that was going on. Like it just, everybody kind of fell where they were projected and there weren't a whole lot of surprises. So you kind of have to figure like this draft is sort of going to be the same. Yeah. I mean, last year we fortunately got the combine in right before COVID shut everything down, but it was all the people that were hurt or held out for their pro day that really got screwed because most of those pro days didn't end up happening. So this year... I guess they're going to let the pro days happen. I'm wondering if they're just going to like film the pro days, like the scouts can watch them live because, you know, it doesn't sound like it would be wise in the pandemic climate for these guys to be flying from college to college to college watching pro days all week. No, absolutely not. It's, I mean, a lot like having the senior bowl, which, I mean, it still doesn't really make sense to me. I understand why they're doing it, but seems like it's uh, unnecessary at this point. They're doing the East-West Shrine game, too. And who, which, was, the, uh, who was the quarterback that um, transferred from Wake Forest to Georgia and then opted out this year? God, I can't think of his name. Newman, I think is his last name. But he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that's going to pop up on the board somewhere where people really aren't talking about him. But Jamie uh, Newman. Jamie Newman, yeah. So he had a uh, Any relation season. to Ken? <laughs> it's his he, uh, uh, brother. Gotcha. Yeah, had a phenomenal season at Wake Forest, transferred to Georgia, expected to take over the job there, then opted out due to COVID. But I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to, it's going to be like the Daniel Jones pick. Somebody's going to pick him, and uh, you know, ninety percent of NFL fans are going to be like, "Who?" The old owl response. Ooh. All right, let's uh, talk a little bit about our own teams here, real quick, because. There's some good information, there's some bad information, and then there's the Eagles. Uh, Elijah, I like your face. Why don't we start with you? Anything going on with the Patriots we need to know about? Not really. Uh, I hadn't heard anything, so I googled Patriots news, and there was just one opinion piece about how the Patriots might bring in uh, Ryan, Fip- okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, just so we can complete the cycle. As a one-year rental. He would be the, the Patriots would be the 52nd NFL team he's played for, which would be pretty <laughs> cool. Pretty cool. And they would be uh, like 8-8, eight 9-6 eight, be in top they'd be five better in than they passing. Were with, they'd be better than they were with Cam Newton, that's for sure. He'd throw and, a bunch of interceptions, but at least he'd throw the ball. I guess this time of year, if your team's out of the playoffs, it's good not to have any news going on about them. Steve, did the Vikings miss any kicks this week? Nope. Oh, that's a start, right? They're not playing, so tough to miss them when you're not playing the game. Hey, if I don't see it, it doesn't happen, right? I believe that's what you said in the last episode. (laughs) Yes. All right. I guess we're going to have to do this. So I wanted to talk about Eagles candidates and people they've been bringing in for interviews and whatnot. And then the news is kind of broken in the last little bit while we've been around. It sounds like there is a favorite and a finalist and the guy that's going to get the job. And I'm not happy about it. But before I say this this piece, 
I just want to convey, I'm very proud of myself. I, I re-listened to last week's episode. I did not get as angry as I expected to. I was fairly calm. I'm actually really disappointed we didn't start the podcast as soon as the news broke that Doug got fired. Because that would have been way more entertaining than what happened last episode. I was not in a good place when that happened. I was irresponsibly, uncontrollably angry. It, and rightfully so. <laughs> fuck, the guy just won a fucking Super Bowl three years ago. He's the fastest coach to ever get fired after winning a Super Bowl. It's fucking, and the excuses from the owner and the GM. I'm, I tweeted this. I probably said this last week, but it is so hard to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan sometime. Like, I hate being a Philadelphia Eagles fan right now. And now, let's get right into it. It sounds like they're going to hire Josh McDaniels as the fucking head coach. I can't stand this tool. What, because he wears a visor? That's the only fucking reason they're going to hire him? Because the last guy that wore a visor won a Super Bowl. (laughs) You just fired that guy, too. I fucking can't stand Josh McDaniels. The only good thing he ever did in the NFL was draft Tim Tebow. Where did this news even come from? Because I have seen nothing from any of the big reporters saying that Josh McDaniels even interviewed for this job. Josh McDaniels had an eight or nine hour interview with the Eagles per Ian Rappaport. Crap sheet. Nice. And then BGN, Bleeding Great Nation, my go-to, was reporting. They probably, somebody else, but looks like all signs are pointing to Josh McDaniels as the fucking head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, and I want to drink my own vomit. Well, the good news is he'll probably leave you at the altar like he did with the Colts, and then you can hire Frank Wright. Wait, never mind. He already has a job unbelievable like all the thing that's gonna piss me off the most that i'm gonna be insanely angry about is deuce daly has been yanked around by this organization for like the last five years he's been with them for 11 years the guy deserves a head coaching job every player in that locker room has come to deuce's defense or come to the plate for him and stated they would run through a wall for this guy every coach he's worked with says he deserves a head coaching job why not give it to him let him run the show for two years and see what happens. Yeah, it should, should, should be offered the, offered the opportunity to do so. Um, I'm going to read a tweet here from Jason Reed from ESPN. And I think has a lot to do in relation to the Deuce Daily conversation. But he, his tweet says, and I quote, had many conversations over the weekend with black NFL assistant coaches and officials. There's a lot of frustration, pain, and anger out there. At NFL Commish, at Troy Vincent Sr., and others have put in their work, they tell me. But owners don't care. And that's a problem and something the NFL tried to fix. And apparently, the owners still don't give a shit. They're not ready to give these guys any opportunity. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've dealt with Josh a lot uh, as a Patriots fan, obviously. And all I can say is is you're going to be mad, and it's going to happen pretty often. But then maybe sometimes you won't be mad, but you're going to be mad a lot. Like, a lot. Most of the time. It's going to be real good to see Carson Wentz running that Tom Brady offense, baby! Or maybe Jalen Hurts will do it. Oh, all the news coming out of the interviews is that the Eagles want a coach who can fix Wentz. They've been telling all the coaching candidates they believe Wentz is fixable. Then why'd you jerk him around like that, baby? Get five guys that can guard or can fucking block for him. No problem. 
All right. I am so sick of this. Uh, like, I am 0.000% excited to watch the Eagles next year. We get an extra game of this, too. The points, then. I wanted to one. make a point. <laughs> I'm not excited to watch this team next year. Like, I'm not excited for preseason, nothing. Like, nah, it's not gonna we get an extra game to suffer through next year. Fucking awesome. Allegedly. It's going to happen. They need the revenue. All right, guys. Screw the Eagles. They don't get any more of our time. Let's talk about the playoffs and what happened this week. Some, in my opinion, less than stellar uh, playoff games. Man, I thought these would be a lot more exciting. Start with the Bills uh, taking down the Ravens 17-3 to in a game that saw Lamar go down. Bills won, baby. Bills Mafia. Yeah. I mean, this game is literally tied if he doesn't if Lamar doesn't throw an interception in the end zone that gets returned for a touchdown game is far closer than the score indicates um but yeah obviously them having to try and come back from two touchdowns down without Lamar who wasn't pooping this time extremely difficult I don't know I felt to me it felt like the Bills didn't play like the all-star team that like everybody has anointed them to that level like the Ravens just went out there and did their thing early on. Hey, we're going to run the ball, try to control the clock. They did pretty well in that first drive. But, you know, from then on, it was the was Leslie Frazier just dialing it up and being like, hey, we want Lamar to beat us with his arm, and they couldn't do it. And just to give uh, the Ravens' defense a little props, they played outstanding football for a majority of that game. There were a couple, you know, spots where they obviously slipped up, but... They really held that Bills offense down for the most part. Got a lot I mean, of uh, a lot of blueprint on how to slow them down. That's for sure. They may not have, you know, it, it, maybe the game's closer than than the score, but they held the Ravens to three points. You are what the points say you are, said a coach one time. Um, I don't think you take anything away from the Bills. They beat a very good Ravens team in the playoffs, and they're going to the AFC Championship game, which is awesome. I'm so excited. I've First stopped being a Patriots fan until next season. I'm all in on the Bills train. And when they lose this week, I guess I'll be sad. Yeah, me too. It's so funny to watch Patriots fans just root against the Chiefs. Like, there, there was not one Patriots fan that I saw this weekend that wasn't all in on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I, I really wanted the Browns to win. I agree. I wanted the, the Browns to win. so fucking excited if... Their ratings are already down 26% this year, and then the AFC Championship is Buffalo versus Cleveland. I'd have been so excited. Oh, I think people would have tuned into that just because Cleveland suck for so long. Yeah, you take your fandom uh, a little too lightly then because there are a lot of casual football fans out there that would not have given a shit about that game. Well, I'm a real one. Let's go. Uh, so leading into that, that means uh, the Chiefs did beat the Browns 22-17. Game was close. Cleveland fought real hard. I was very impressed by how that team went out there and uh, put in an effort. But again, for me, it just it feels like, and it has felt like every Chiefs game that I've watched this year, they're just toying with their opponent. It looks like they're not trying. And the moment that they get down... Look at last year's playoffs, down double digits in every game in the playoffs. And then they start just firing it down the field and they cut through the defense 
like a hot knife through butter. Butter guy. Easy. Rep right thrower. But speaking of concussions, Patrick Mahomes left the game. Does have a concussion, I think. He didn't return. They weren't going to bring him back in. They According announced on the, the broadcast. latest reports, he does not. According to the latest reports, he had a pinched nerve that made his brain all wobbly. So uh, may- I can understand that. You see his neck get folded up like a burrito? So part of me, as a conspiracy theorist chief hater, wants to say, that's some bullshit. They just want him to play. But then also when I watched the hit, I said it didn't look like his head actually got impacted that bad. It looked like he kind of jammed his neck. So it makes sense, but as a chief-hating conspiracy theorist, I think this is some bullshit so he can play next week. You know this feeling you have right now? This conspiracy? Now you know how the rest of the NFL has felt about the Patriots for 20 years. I've actually been reading this QAnon stuff, and it's starting to make some sense. (laughs) Don't say that. FBI just hacked our broadcast. I've been told that between right now and I've been told that between right now and on Wednesday at noon, Obama's going down, going down, Jesus, arrested by the FBI. Yeah, yeah. First, folks, him and the Biden crime family. Yep. Did did you see that? uh, CNN had to. Oh yeah, I sent you guys this. CNN had to uh, redact and or correct their article. Citing that they thought Ted Cruz had a QAnon uh, <laughs> pin, pin on I his jacket, that. and it turns out it was just a Dorito snack chip. <clears throat> I hate <laughs> it when stuff like this happens, because then it just plays into the fake news media thing, and I was like, CNN, you are so fucking stupid. It they came out God and claimed it was fake. Snack pin. <laughs> but you brought up Mahomes, so we might as well talk about it. The Chiefs. Defeat the Browns 22-17 to move on to the aforementioned AFC Championship game with the Buffalo Bills visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. We will talk about that game in a little bit, but for this one, it was exciting to see the Browns in a meaningful, another meaningful game. They won their first playoff game since, I don't know, the moon was created by dinosaurs. Nope, not how the moon was created. (laughs) I read it on the internet. It's so true. QAnon. I thought this was going to be a blowout when it first started uh, picking up steam. Boil this game down to the last five minutes of the game. The Browns had the ball with a chance to win. They were down, by what, five points? Five. Five points. Five you know, points. And they go, what was it, three and out? I mean, at one point, they ran a terrible design screen on second and 11, which just set them up for disaster. The, my problem is, and I think maybe Stefanski needs to uh, work with Alex Van Pelt a little bit because that guy called a hell of a game last week. But the play calling in this last try was questionable at best. But the worst part is you have a chance to defeat the defending Super Bowl champions, a high-powered super offense. You know, they lost Patrick Mahomes, so, you know, they're having trouble moving the ball. And you punt with five minutes to go. Here's you, what, what you didn't get the ball there, back. There was, there was six minutes to go. Either way, they didn't get the ball back. But he, my biggest qualm with the whole thing is it's fourth and one. Yes, I get it. You know, the ball's on your own 29-yard line. You're, you're not getting the ball game, back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're going to win this game, you have to believe that you can go down there and score a touchdown. Because if you don't think you can do it in a six-minute drill... Well, you're sure shit not going to do it when they had the opportunity to stop them 
I don't know, what was it? Third and four, here it is. Three minutes and nine seconds left to go in the game. So that's, I mean, that's kind of the situation they were in. You have to roll the dice. You've made it this far. Like, why not just go for it? That's what I mean. It's not a regular season game. It's now or never. Win or go home. You unzip the fly and let the balls hang out, and you go for it. Exactly. You got Baker Mayfield, who's really good at quarterback sneaking. Boom. You pick up the first down, and then you go. You go like a madman. You break out all those play calls that you have for this sort of situation. You're not running these terrible designs. The biggest thing about that screen that I don't think it's talked about enough is they ran it to the side with the replacement lineman because they lost their guard and their tackle on the left side. Are you talking about the one that hunt? The one that was on second and 11 on that last drive. Must have been. I think it was, if it was the one to hunt, that was... A bad throw by Baker, first off. He puts that on Hunt. He picks up at least eight, nine yards. Instead, it's uh, kind of stuffed there. But Well, there was... Yeah, they, I, it was, doesn't matter. Like, the point the play is, was blown up from the beginning. It was not yeah. well-designed or executed, whatever the word you want to use. It was bad. Yeah. I, Either yeah. way, it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. The rest of that drive doesn't mean anything to me. It's fourth and one. You got a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who you know is going to let it all hang out and do everything he can to try and will this team to victory. You call any play in the playbook, quarterback sneak, any passing play, and he's going to give it your all, and that's all you can expect and hope for. Yeah. This is going to be a huge learning experience for Kevin Stefanski. If he ever gets an opportunity like this again, he won't make the same decision. I guarantee that. He obviously didn't read Doug Peterson's book. All right, let's switch over to the NFC. The Packers defeat the Rams 32-18. And I think the best thing that came out of this game was we finally have McVay versus Goff, the fight to the death. There's rumblings that McVay is not happy with Goff, and Goff is not happy with McVay's play calling and decision making. Woo! Woo! Let's take some heat off the Eagles. Let's go. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know. Everybody can get off Sean McVay's dick now because... You know, he was the wonderkin. Yeah, he's going to be amazing and blah, blah, blah. Well, can't do it every single time, no matter what. And the best part is he wanted to start Wolford. Yeah, That's who I mean, he wanted to start. What does that tell you? <laughs> Watching some of the throws Jared Goff makes, I don't blame him at all. Should have put, put Robert Woods back there. I mean, you put... my. Honestly, the way that the first half went in this game, I just put Walford in there second half and let's go. I think he was hurt. That's why. I think Blaine Gabbert was the backup. All right. Give him a chance. Put, put Elijah back there. Let's go. I can hand it off like a mother father. Yeah, you can run the quick sprint out on fourth and one to seal the game. Do you get to, do you get to have a little rest break after you run? Because I'd need that. Yeah, you got to meet back in the huddle. 35 seconds. 35 seconds? Every time? Mm-hmm. That's too Unless fast. A hurry up. Oh. And then you get more time? I don't know. Less time. And then time you have to hurry up. up. Oh. You need to go fast. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Are there any other spots I could take? Punter? Holder. Yeah. Holder? Long snapper? Well, you still get hit as a long snapper. And you got to tackle. Do you have to tackle? Or is it yeah, encouraged you have middle that you contained. tackle? You, you try to tackle. Okay. Okay. 
Well, tackling is just diving at people's kneecaps anyways. Elijah's going to go in his backyard tomorrow with his son and start long snapping him footballs. (laughs) Dad's going to make some money. (laughs) All right, bud. Hands up. If it hits you in the face, that just means I'm doing a good job. (laughs) I'm starting to think I might not make it to the NFL. Yeah, maybe. Don't give up. I started thinking that when I lost all athletic ability about 16 years ago. Yep. I, I thought it, but then I read this QAnon article that was like... <laughs> was all right. Like, so the Packers he- win. Yeah. Elijah is on a conspiracy theorist role that the Rams actually won. So we're stopping the count. Yeah. We're looking for 18 points <laughs> that got lost somewhere. It's okay to recount. Like, be a patriot. Be a hero. Recount the points. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. People will love you. Right now, what's happening is disgusting. It's very bad. Very bad. Uh, I might say it's the worst thing that's happened to this country. Worst thing. Despicable. We're going to discount and double check our way to the next game where the Buccaneers sadly overtake the Saints. 32-20. Sadly. The greatest thing that's ever happened. Yeah, okay. Mr. Saint Hater. Listen, Sean Payton did a great job of selling his soul in 2009 in order to win a Super Bowl for a city that needed it okay but he has gotten everything he deserves from that through these last few years the last or the few years following that Super Bowl these last few years in the playoffs I loved Antoine Winfield's Instagram post saying that this one was for Pops and the Vikings back in 09 and him punching that ball out of Jared Cook's arms. Ugh. Oh my gosh, I could not have been happy. Yeah, but new Jared goof. No, I I don't agree with you. You're just a butt-faced doo-doo head. I think the what thing that sucks for me is, that's it for Drew. Drew Brees is done. Drew Brees has been so fun. Allegedly, I don't care about... Allegedly. I don't care about anything else. Playoff games lost, whatever. When Drew Brees was healthy and playing football, it was always entertaining. Remember all the years, like, let's go back six, seven years, whatever it was, when, like, playing fantasy football, Drew Brees was amazing to have, but you could never have a skill position player because he threw it to 13 different guys every game. It's going to suck. It's it's the end of an era. First battle Hall of Famer. It'll be weird if it is his last game. Um but I think, you know, you, you're able to put into perspective, like, how fortunate we have been as football fans. Like, obviously, yeah, I'm a Vikings fan, but I watch, you know, every other team play all season long. And to have, like, this Brady-Breeze matchup. Next week, you get a Brady-Aaron Rodgers matchup. Like, we have seen probably the greatest group of quarterbacks that there have ever been in the NFL. And so, I mean, if you just take that for what it's worth, it's uh, it's it's really crazy. I mean, look, look at the stat book right now. You know, you think Breeze, Brady, Rogers, Manning. Like, we we saw Rivers. some absolutely incredible players. Uh, Matt Liner yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through our life. So, uh, Jimmy, you know, Lawson. great to see. You know, the the nice. after the game moment with. Breeze and his kids, 
out no. there and Brady coming out and throwing his throwing Breeze's son a touchdown. Like uh good Apparently they're moment. good friends off the field anyways. They were talking all week, exchanging texts or whatever. Oh yeah. You could see afterwards and you know, they congratulated each other after the game and Tom said, I'll be in touch. Like obviously you're not gonna <laughs> under COVID protocols can't just stand out there and shoot the shit for fifteen minutes. But Gotta wait till the cameras are off. Remember, uh, you remember when Mr. Chris was on this podcast before Elijah joined and he said that his prediction was Tampa Bay would have the greenest grass in the NFL because of Tom Brady's tears. (laughs) And now look what happened, Mr. Chris. Look what happened. Well, the goat took you down. I don't know this Chris fella, but he sounds like a real hoot. You've literally done a podcast with him. It doesn't sound right. <laughs> Does not sound right. Well, the Buccaneers are moving on to face the Packers. We'll have Brady versus Rodgers. Yeah, Brady, oh. the uh, the system quarterback, by the way. Oh man, if it wasn't Arian's system, if that was Leftwich's system, he would not. They would be eight and eight. I guarantee you, guy. I mean, if it was Josh McDaniel's system, they probably would have been seven and nine. Most likely. Can't wait for him to be the Eagles coach, though. We're going to be awesome. We're going to be picking in the top five, three straight years. Josh McDaniels McDaniels coached an offense to seven and nine with Cam Newton as the quarterback. You guys should be okay. Uh, No, we're going to suck. I hope we suck. I hope he gets fired. I hope he gets fired this preseason, like before games start. I want. I hope he's fired now. I want him to clip that quote. And then in like week 14 next year, we'll see how he feels about what's going on. Dude, I don't care if Josh McDaniels wins a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. I hate his guts. I don't like him. He's a loser. He wins a Super Bowl. Sean will not hate his guts anymore. I guarantee. Sean's hot taking it tonight hard. Never, (laughs) ever, ever get a statue with Nick Foles and his big wiener outside the stadium. This would be like... 14-year-old Sean being like, blowjobs are gross, and then getting the first one and being like, that was awesome. <laughs> Imagine if he was still like, you know what? I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, uh, I climaxed and everything, but yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> Fucking hate him. I will always not like him. <laughs> Fuck him, dude. He's mad he's coming from the Patriots. No, I've, I didn't like him. Ever. What he did to the Colts last year or two years ago, whenever it was, that was bullshit too. Fuck him. You really care about the Colts' feelings? Yes, I do. Because they took Frank Reich from us and broke Carson Wentz, so fuck all of you. <laughs> You're all a bunch of fucking plotting disaster holes. Let's get to some playoff pick em. Playoff pick em, baby! All right, we only got two games to pick this week. AFC or NFC? Where do you want to start? NFC. NFC. Buccaneers at the Packers. Over-under is a lot. <laughs> well, you give Steve the Buccaneers. I already said it. I'll give you some Buccaneers. It's the uh, Super Bowl we all want. Buccaneers and are going to be ever. victorious 34-26. to 26. I agree that 
Tom's Revenge Tour continues with a score of 31 to 14. No, no, 31 to 21. Get your paddles out. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers to defeat the Tampa Bay, the stupid fucking Buccaneers. And they are going to win 37 to 26. And Aaron Rodgers is going to get the Rodgers rate on the way to the Super Bowl. Go Pack Go. Fuck Tom Brady. Nope. Fuck Tom nope, Brady. AFC um, Bills at Chiefs. Over under a little bit more or less than I'm normal. I'm going to take <laughs> your water Buffalo Bills to beat the Chiefs. And they're going to beat them in a close one. 31 to 30 with Patrick Mahomes getting an actual concussion and leaving the game on the fourth play of the game. Bills, 34-33. I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl earlier this postseason. I'm going to stick with it. I had Packers-Bills. I'm going to roll Packers-Bills. A lot of points, a lot of points, a lot of points. This game's probably going to end up 24-17. I've got the Chiefs victorious, 27-13, and Josh Allen diarrheas in his pants in this game loses it for the bills chiefs buccaneers the super bowl we all want to see man if you didn't if you didn't catch it tom brady tried to high five the ref at the end of that game this week and the ref was like tom don't give it away without moving his lips we're bringing it back with this conspiracy theory thing this is what the NFL wants. It's what they need. They it's have what the whole ball. Right and then you the heard, half. You heard about Shut the fuck up! <laughs> this is Tianon. Tomanon. Tianon. Starting Jesus. it now. You heard it here first on the Joint Practices Podcast. Well, there you have it. There's only two games. Next week, we will get to talk about a Super Bowl matchup. Then we'll have a for the next two weeks discount week <laughs> then we'll have a super bowl week and then we'll have the off season where we are planning all kinds of nonsense ridiculous topics games we probably won't talk about football for a while maybe we will maybe we won't maybe fuck yourself just kidding love you marky mark anyways today is martin luther king jr's birthday so i think it's very important that we all use our voice and continue to fight for his dream, which was what, 60 years ago now? 60 ish years ago? Long, oh, yeah. The fact that Way we're. Too long to not be uh, where he wanted it to be. Exactly. I think he would not be happy with the way the world is. So, masking all my friends, family, listeners. You know, do something for your community or, you know, black friends, family. People you know, use your voice, you know, join a town meeting, whatever you got to do, do something and tell us what you did. Share your story. Let's change the world. Soup. Yeah, it does feel very disingenuous to see people like Ivanka Trump celebrating Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Like, your dad's an asshole. And he doesn't like people who aren't white. I think that's very clear. So, watching people, you know, spitefully celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday, pretty terrible. Yeah, be better people. It's it's not hard. really isn't. 
have a conversation you don't understand somebody else. And if they aren't willing to budge, probably never talk to that person again because, well, you beat your head against a concrete wall so many times before it's going to hurt too much. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want to be on the show, you can. Just give us a holler. What up? Send us an email, jointpracticespod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram, joint practices. We do these episodes called Seven on Sevens, where we bring you, the fan, on to talk about your team. Doesn't matter what your team is. Wherever you listen to this podcast, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Blueberry. You know the drill. Be involved. Subscribe. Rate. Review. Five stars. Nice review. Sean's nostrils are very evenly distributed upon his face. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Make sure you share it with your friends. <laughs> Go ahead, Elijah. <laughs> or you can tweet us, despite nostrils, uh, at the joint pre- at joint practices no the at joint practices at 11 the go at the knock says at elijah the woke send us a tweet with the hashtag what? it's over <laughs> yeah i changed it elijah uh, the woke let us worst of all time baby and let <laughs> us know you're listening we'd love to hear more from you <laughs> i can't even <laughs> yeah all right you say so <laughs> Worst of all time, baby. <laughs> uh, yep. All right, bye. <laughs> Have a good day. Go, pack, go. Go.